Hello, everyone. This is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. Greatly appreciated for everyone tuning in. Uh, we're joined here by a very special guest, uh, all USFL kick returner Joshua Simmons. Played his collegiate ball at Prairie View AMN, uh, A&M, excuse me. Um, Houston native, played in the USFL, the spring lead, played with guys like Luis Perez, Troy Williams, Eli Walker, Nasir Player, Madre London, Kayaba Tizino, so many dogs. And uh, personally, the, the Maulers were a fan, like a big team of mine that I was a huge fan of. Sad to see them not in this league. Unfortunately, you haven't been picked up yet, which is crazy to a lot of people. And, I mean, just kicking off with some of our questions we do have lined up for you. Brandon, I, don't, I know you got the first question here. Yeah, man, and I just want to ask you. So, when it comes to football, you're one of those just all-around talents, man, whether it's receiving, rushing, kick returning. So, with that, that comes a lot of athleticism. So, was football always your main sport growing up? What brought you into football? What, what's your love behind the game? What's your passion? Were you a multi-sport athlete, man? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, uh, well, well, thanks for having me again, once again. Uh, well, football, I started playing when I was four. I got put into it. My cousin mom actually called my mom and asked if we wanted to play. And I was like, yeah, I guess I'll try it. And at first, I really didn't like it. They had me playing offensive line and stuff like that. But then I went back the next year and started playing quarterback and stuff. So I started to started to take a liking to it. And then um, just been playing it ever since then. Just fell in love with the game, fell in love with the grind and everything that comes with it. Yes, sir, man. That's awesome. So, oh, line, man. That must have been like back in Mighty Might days or something, playing flag football. Yeah, that was like my everyone's... first year ever playing football. <laughs> man, you must not have had the best evaluators in the head coach position, man, looking at you with all that speed <laughs> and talent. They got to get you in the right position, man. The... What was that like? Like, so you've been starting since you were four, man, growing up through the little leagues, through high school, all the way up through college and where you're at now, man. What's that been like just? growing from I guess chapter to chapter right stage to stage from high school to college and to even where you're at now I mean just basically seeing the growth like I can see it myself more now than I could when I was younger like I really couldn't see like where it was going and stuff like that but now me being older I'm thankful like all the opportunities I didn't had like all the coaches I didn't had that have been in my life because you can learn something from everybody and I just take stuff that I learned from them and just apply to everyday life like I've been doing now that's awesome, man. I have one follow-up question before I send off to Trevor. What's that – or who is that one coach that stood out to you from your entire football career? Start to where you're at now. Great question. Uh, I have to say my receiver coach at Prairie View, uh, Reggie Moore. He's still a receiver coach there now as well. That's awesome, man. Shout out to him. Do you have, like, a, like a life lesson that you've learned from football from age four to – you know, where you are now, they've just kept with you your entire life? Uh, just just going and work every day because, like, going into this past year when I was playing, nobody really knew who I was. So just putting my head down and working, like, even through the bad days and even through the good days and steady working, keeping the even head. Uh, yeah. I, I like that. Um, I just have a quick question about uh, your hometown. What was it like growing up in Houston, if that's correct? Oh, yeah, that's like correct. What was it like growing up around there? What What's, uh you know, maybe some of your big music go-tos, maybe some good memories, anyone that you want to shout out, anyone that might be watching? Uh, shout out my whole family, because without them, like, I wouldn't even be sitting right here even having a conversation with you guys today. Uh, so just my whole family. I was raised by a lot of a lot of strong women in, the, in my immediate household on my mom's side and my dad's side. So 
just shout out to them. Uh, shout out to my grandma, my mama, uh, my other granny, R.I.P. to her. Uh, all my aunts, my cousins that I call sisters, uh, all my brothers that I gained along the way. Just shout out to all of them. Well, honestly, I hope they know that, you know, I this is my first time talking to you, but from what I've seen on the field and just what you guys were able to do, uh, you know, in the USFL last year, I could tell you're a hard worker. And just based on the reaction of everyone on Instagram, like Boogie Roberts, um, Ruben Foster, even showing some love, like everyone kind of just telling, like, hey, this guy's special, deserves to be on a roster. And we're just, we hope that we're able to boost that chance as well, doing everything we can as fans to make sure we, you get the proper spotlight you deserve. And man, watching you, you know, return kicks, make those special plays, that beautiful fingertip catch against the Panthers, week seven player of the week. I mean, he did some special things, man. And I just hope everyone knows that, seriously. But my question, um, my next question for you, sorry to cut you off there. What are some of your big passions off, off the field? You know, what, what are you, what are you doing with your family, your friends that you kind of love to do? Uh, really, honestly, I just like everybody to come to the house, and I really just like sitting in the house, being around my family all the time. That's how we grew. That's how I grew up. So, just being around family, like that's just it for me. Like I don't really like doing too much. I like to stay inside, and just everybody just be around me, and that makes me happy at the end of the day. So, as a fellow homebody, because I'm the same way, <laughs> um, what do I, I feel like you're into movies a little bit? Do you do you watch films a lot, or are you are you a music person? Uh, no, nah, really, I just watch The Simpsons a lot, really. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Are you, a, are you a gamer at all? Uh, yeah, I get on the game every once in a while. Okay. I'll be playing it like that, though. All right. Like, you, I know my little big... cousin, he be on the game a lot, so. <laughs> oh, I believe it, man. Big Call of Duty Fortnite player? Uh, yeah, I be playing Fortnite with him. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Are okay. you an anime fan? Uh, no, nah, not really. I like some of them, but not that big of a fan, though. Yeah, that's what's up. I uh, I like that though. Big family oriented. Nothing wrong with that. I'm also a homebody man, so I spend a lot of my time with family, watching sports, playing video <laughs> games. Really, nothing much else going on. Um, I wanted to ask you something. So, me personally, I'm a diehard Bears fan. Been in my whole life, and my first ever favorite player, Devin Hester. He sparked my love for special teams in general. It's always been my favorite part of the game, the most exciting part of the game for me. I hate that the NFL now, especially, is kind of tailoring away from it with the kickoffs mm -hmm. and everything but that's what I liked about the USFL that's what I liked about you in general as well but I wanted to ask you like did you have someone like Devin Hester you tried to emulate your game after or did you like watch clips from kickoff specialists that like sparked you like damn I want to do this you know I want to be that kickoff specialist I want to be that playmaker um uh, well growing up I really just had a lot of favorite players and Devin Hester was one of my favorite players but uh I played quarterback all my life, so uh, hmm. my favorite player at first was Michael Vick. So that's why I tailored my game after and stuff. But then once I started uh, transitioning to play receiver, uh, I started following uh, Deshaun Jackson a lot more, like following his game and trying to tailor my game after his a little bit. Now, did they uh, did, did they ever try to uh, draw up any plays for you as quarterback with Pittsburgh last no, season? No, they haven't. Uh, not during this season. I threw a pass in practice, but uh, uh -huh. it didn't make it to the game, so. <laughs> Dang. Um, <laughs> but Caden uh, has a question for you. Yeah, but I understand that you uh, you you spent a little time in the spring league. I was, what was that like? I just wondering what that was like. Uh, starting off, like, it really didn't start off too well. Uh, Coach Grillbride was uh, 
was on my head real hard, uh, doing like practices and film and stuff like that. I'm like, it got to the point where I honestly, I really wanted to quit. But uh, talking with my family again, even talking with the players uh, that I was on the team with at that time, like, it just told me, like, that we see that he, uh, that he owned you a lot and stuff about little things. So just take it as a grain of salt and then just keep moving and keep making the play every day. And then uh, once I kept doing that and everything started opening up, then uh, it started getting fun after that again. How did how did your experience in that league, uh, I, I guess, shape your 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 new your new like I guess the the end of your career, the tail end of your career right now that you, that you're in, shape it now for for the future. I guess how, how how did that how did your experience in the spring league shape your future? Uh, it showed me that I can play. It showed me that I can play with a lot of NFL talent because a lot of players in the spring league were, uh, of course, on uh on NFL teams before. So it just showed me that I can play with them at a high level. I And we saw it. That, I mean, hand over fist, definitely, in the USFL in 2023. I mean, all USFL honors, which that's a great honor to acquire. And, I mean, leading – you were, I think, fourth in all-purpose yards. Yes. And great, great – just overall great all-purpose player. And I, special teams for the Pittsburgh Maulers was so crucial – um, and especially to get to the championship game, but just to take it back, and I know Brandon's going to ask you about Prairie View A and M, but I mean, some of your highlights from from college: ninety three yard touchdown against Rice, one hundred forty five yards against Texas Southern, one hundred twenty eight yards against Alabama State. I mean, you had some some hell of a game, hell of games uh, several times here in and out. And what were some of those experiences like? And taking it back a little bit. Uh, taking it back, uh, I say my senior year was more fun than my junior year. I got hurt my junior year and got a competition and missed a couple games. But uh, my senior year, I was expecting to come back and be one of the leader receivers, and uh, I didn't work out how I wanted to, uh, how I wanted it to work out. So uh, I just kept having to do uh, what I had to do, whether I was making blocks, returning kicks. Uh, just doing a little thing just so I can stay uh, stay relevant within the office itself. And just another quick question. What in in terms of like experience on the field, what was your most, I guess, the best experience you had with a team? Like a year, it could go back to college, to the spring league, maybe the Maulers, but what was your best season? in terms of, you know, camaraderie, chemistry with the other teammates? You know, could, I mean, if you can't name that, I understand, but just a question that came to mind. Uh, I'll say my my senior year at Prairie View and this past year with the models would be, like, the two best teams I ever, like, uh, played on with, the camaraderie and everything. And um, I just have to ask, because, I mean, a lot of guys definitely showed you love and, um, were at least commenting, liking on that little clip we were able to make of you. But like, what was it like being on the same team as a guy like Ruben Foster? Did he ever talk to you? Did you guys ever, you know, chit chat? Or I mean, did I mean special teams and defense are all in one at the end of the day? So I mean, I mm -hmm. figured, you know, you guys practiced a lot together. Did you guys ever maybe talk about the game? Maybe talk about you know, anything you could do, anything he could do, any one-on-ones with any of those guys that you want to shout out, Boogie or anyone like that? I mean, shout out my whole team. Like, I was cool with everybody on the team. Uh, 
can talk to anybody on the team and just uh, specifically, like you said, Ruben, Ruben, one of the nicest dudes I'd have never met in my life. Like he'll give you the shirt off his back literally right there. So shout out to all my teammates, shout out to my roommates, my coaches, equipment staff, and the uh, 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 training staff as well. And Brandon, I believe you had a question, bro. Yeah, I wanted to bring up real quick. Didn't you spend some time over in Germany as well, playing some football over there? Yeah, I played with the Berlin Rebels in 2018. What was that like, man? Like, did you even know any German? Did you have to spend a lot of time studying German language? Or, like, did you have a lot of teammates and coaches that also were from America or, like, spoke English as well? What was that like, man? Uh, yeah, we had – I had a couple of teammates. I was from uh, America. Uh, my boy Jamal White, uh, Terrell Robinson, uh, my boy Rory Johnson. He actually played at Ole Miss with Patrick Willis, so – and then my uh, officer coordinator, he was uh, from California. Uh, my sponsor, uh, Boss Hog, he was from Dallas. So uh, him and Jamal from Dallas. So just having just Texas people out there in a different culture, that kind of helped me out a little bit as well, too. So, I mean, the experience out there, it was cool. But uh, I knew I was better than that. And I knew I didn't want to stay there. I knew I wanted to keep evolving in the game of football. So uh, after that first year, we lost in the playoffs. I haven't been back since. But shout out to the Berlin Rebels for giving me an opportunity when nobody else at the time would give me an opportunity. Yeah, that's dope, man. And I wanted to go back to your roots in Houston, Texas. Um, the the music scene there seems to really be popping off, whether it's Big Ass the Plug or you got the Mexican <laughs> OT now, man. Have you been keeping up with that a little bit? What's that been like over there in Houston? Every time I, I hop on uh, the music scene now, man, Houston's really just been starting to blow up. Oh, yeah. So Mexican OT and, uh, like I said, Big X the Plug, they not from Houston, but they still got that. Uh, the, the, the Texas, Texas in them. Slang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still the same thing. So, I mean, honestly, I listen to a lot of Texas rappers still to this day. So I listen to, like Slim Thug, Zero and all that. So I just put it right on in with the culture that I've already been listening to. That's what's up. I need to get more influence with that because that's my first. <laughs> those two are my first little, like, introduction into that. Uh, <laughs> there's, like, that Texas – like wild west like hard hitting to it at the same mm -hmm. time man it's something different <laughs> it's dope um at Caden has another question for you josh no, okay. you can kind of you can kind of trade off you know some music with some tradition sometimes you like to listen to some music you know for you know get you get you humped up get you get you piped up for a game uh or you know you have that some sort of uh tradition whether it's you're doing anything you know post game pre-game I know my grandpa used to always take me to McDonald's before I would, I'd go play tackle football. <laughs> Do you ever have any of those pregame or postgame traditions? Uh, I say a, a new pregame uh, tradition that I started this year, the day before the game, uh, just go out and buy me some new shoes. Just made me feel good. So, mm -hmm. look good, feel good. So, yes, sir. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Uh, Brandon, over to you. What was the usfl experience like in a whole man are you sad to sort of see it not be its own entity anymore are you also in a way glad to see it merging with the xfl becoming this ufl thing or tell me about a little bit just playing with the Maulers, playing in that lead making the championship game as well it seems like everywhere you've been almost you've made the playoffs you've made the championship game with the Maulers or even with the jousters and i think <laughs> was it the mega bull or something with luis perez mm -hmm. back in the day so yep. what was that usfl life like man uh, USFL basically it picked up off where basically where the spring league left off really. Uh, it was cool having uh being back playing again in that same setting and then actually getting paid for something that you love doing. So 
And then, like, all my teammates, then my roommates, Madre London, Nazir Play, and Malcolm Howard, they just they just made it way easier transitioning up there because I didn't know, like, a lot of – I didn't know, really know nobody going into the into camp and all that stuff. Then me and Malcolm played high school ball together. So, uh, once he got up there and then started to do some everybody, then we started playing and talking and all that. And then uh, the way Coach Horton ran practices and – He'd get up and during team meetings, we'd have somebody come talk like every Friday and stuff. So it was just a fun, it was just a family, it was just a big old family, and everything was just fun and missed how how it should have missed. Yeah. Would you say that was the most professional, I guess, setting that you've been in football wise? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, because we're over here, we're huge fans of the USFL. We think that. It deserves so much more credit, or now the UFF, the UFL, but um, just spring football as a whole, man. And having Daryl Johnson at the top of the USFL last year, having someone that's mm. been a part of the NFL game, you know, it's the XFL was great in its own, but it was more of like an arcadey type feel, and the USFL was more authentic, you know, and that's what we loved about it. So I, it's cool seeing the players' perspective sort of line up the same way, you know. I do have another question though. I going to the championship game, I mean. With a struggling offense that, you know, it was clicking when needed, um, but it was really down to the defense and special teams. What did you guys um, go through to get there? What were some of the experiences? What was the playoff atmosphere like against the Michigan Panthers? EJ Perry was coming in on fire out of nowhere. Um, you know, what was that experience like? Because it felt like the stakes were really, obviously, incredibly high. It was win or go home but um in terms of the 2022 playoffs compared to the 2023 i just felt a different atmosphere so what were that what was that experience like getting to the championship game josh uh that experience was cool like the whole year we started off like people still talking about pizza gate and stuff even though a lot of us on the team wasn't even a part of that so just hearing like people just talking about that still and then what we were doing like week after week yeah, we were struggling on offense, but our defense held it down for us. And like you said, the special teams, like we all played a big part in that, picking up what offense was leaving off at. So we just all jailed together and, and just did our jobs. And the, the end result came, we ended up winning. So, and then the, the playoffs, yeah, that was crazy. Like I ain't never seen like fireworks shooting off and stuff like that. <laughs> that was crazy. It was just a whole, it was a different experience for me just for my first time actually being in the playoff setting like that. And just going back to the championship game, playing against the Birmingham Stallions, a team that is very hyped up, a team that genuinely I believe they could use a guy like you, just just saying, just throwing that out there. Um, what was it like playing, you know, guys like Alex Magoo, C.J. Marable, you know, seeing Davion Davis, seeing, um, you know, Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's son on the other sideline, and knowing, you know, okay, these guys – you know, they're obviously the favorite team, but we can come in and show we got the fight. And you guys did. This was a good, it was a great game. Like, I, I I, remember watching this game. It was an awesome game. I just wish that it went the other way, obviously, personally biased. <laughs> but um, what was it like just being able to be in that atmosphere, being in the championship game, you know, everything kind of on the line? And what's it going to take to get you back in a setting like that in the UFL? Uh, really just being out there, it was – it was cool because you want to, you obviously want to play against the best because it's going to bring the best out of you at the end of the day. So, playing against all them guys that had all them honors and stats during the regular season, 
uh, it was fun. It was fun playing against him. And like you said, I wish he would have came out the other way. But it was fun as a whole just playing against him and stuff because you know you're going to get their best every time you come out there to play. Hey, you guys gave your best, seriously. Every game, like – and it, honestly, I, I – you know, as a fan, because I can say this, it was never the player's fault. If there was just a better scheme on offense, man, the defense and special teams – because Troy Williams is nasty. I mean, if they just let him run more, if they let him get outside the pocket a little more, I just, you know, wish I could have seen a little bit of more of that. But, I, I you know, the Maulers, I'll always have, you know, that piece with me, and I'll never forget you guys. Hopefully they come back, and hopefully you deserve this, but hopefully you get on a UFL roster, bro. You deserve it. You have the talent. You have that, that grit to you. And special teams is a huge part of spring football. And just real quick, what was the biggest thing about, um, the kickoff returns because I know they brought the ball out more, I believe. So you guys couldn't touch back as often. Mm-hmm. What was the difference in that in kind of game changer in a sense for you? Uh, well, my whole thing was being a kick returner. I was trying to make a play for my team, just do whatever I can whenever I, whenever I get a chance to touch the ball. So it was just making a play for my team in that aspect. And I just took advantage of my opportunities that was given to me. Cause then at the end they started kicking the ball away from me and stuff. So <laughs> I I remember that. I got one more question before I pass it over to Brandon. Uh, what's the like real from your point of view when you see a gap open up on special teams or like your teammates just perfect blocking? What's the thought that goes through your head? You're like I'm gone or you know what? What's that thought? And once I see the holes, I really just just hit it and go. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I like I okay, I like it. Brandon, instinctual. <laughs> I uh, are you glad that they switched to the black and gold and white, or did you want them to keep the purple and orange, the Pittsburgh Maulers, that color scheme? Uh no, I like the black and gold way better. It's just yeah. it's Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I just I always thought it was an eyesore watching that Maulers team the year before with that purple and <laughs> orange. Man, it was just it was odd. I was glad they did it too, man, but. So I wanted to just last question for you, dreams and aspirations after football, man. So you're big with family and everything. I We understand that's awesome, but you got to keep the career going somehow. You got to keep you busy. You got to keep something to keep you entertained, man. What, what's going to mm-hmm. be that next goal, that next step after the life of football, man? Uh, Really mostly probably getting the coaching and uh, pass on what I didn't have at uh, that certain age, pass it on to the athletes that's coming up, basically. Just so like, oh, you're – I'll give you my experience so you can just take and choose what you learn. And uh, you can pick and choose what you learn from by just me sharing my experience with you. So, and then just passing on the coaching that I've been taught. And then even seeing what the kids even know at that age that they're at right now. So, like, say, like, if they're, uh, like, say they doing their training and stuff, like, oh, I can just give you, like, this little little thing here, though, to say, oh, stay straight on your routes, don't do all that uh, sugar and job, like some of my coaches be saying, like get to point A to point B fast as you can, basically. Right. I like that. And just based off the the your mindset with it and the way you were thinking into that, I can tell that you're going to be good with that for sure. You like making that impact on people. And I think that just comes from your upbringing. You no, know, like you were saying, and one thing I also respect about you a lot and always like seeing out of you was just how you would always take that extra time off the field as well, you know, just taking pictures with the young kids and the young fans out there, man. And that's the type of stuff that just goes unnoticed sometimes. And it that's a beautiful part of the game that we play, that off the field impact that you can make on people, mm-hmm. whether it's like you said with coaching later on or just being that player and being that role model that 
other people can aspire to, you know? And Caden had one last question for you, brother, and uh, we'll wrap this up. Um, go ahead, Caden. Oh, yeah, I know you shouted out some people early on in the episode, but uh, give you just a, a little bit last chance to get out anybody else you want to talk about, anybody else that uh, you deserve or you think deserves to be talked about. Uh, well, I'll say this one thing. Uh, shout out H-Town and Smoketown. They're my two hometowns. So Houston is obviously H-Town. Smoketown is Sealsby, Texas. So shout out my people from Sealsby, Texas as well. Uh, but they included it to the part where I said uh, my aunts and stuff as well. So uh, shout out my uncles. Shout out my teammates. Shout out my brothers, my day ones. Uh, I want to thank God for y'all bringing me on here to and give me an opportunity to tell my story. So I appreciate y'all once again as well. I I got one last question, man. And I just want to say no, the, the appreciation is all over here. Just keep being able to get to see you out there making plays, you know, watching a game I always was terrible at, but I've just, you know, enjoyed watching. <laughs> I have a, you know, passion, to, you know, and, and just break down and analyze in my way. But thank you so much for coming on here. But my, my last question is a little more philosophical. But like, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Just so you can look back on this and maybe laugh, maybe get a grin out of it or maybe be like, OK, damn, like I was right. You know, just where, where do you see yourself in 10 years? I know you like coach. I know you want to get into coaching, but what's the final or big goal with that as well? Maybe uh, in 10 years, I say I want to see myself retiring from the NFL and then transitioning into coaching. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I can yeah. see there's with all the mediocre play and some of the special teams mishaps I saw this past year in the NFL, like they need guys like you versatile, you know, stamina, endurance, you know, all grit as a lions fan, I, you know, tagging lions right now, get this guy. <laughs> like, and they actually, hey, my uncle like, actually played with the Detroit lions as well too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, James, honey, it was back in the seventies though, but. Well, that's awesome. What was his full name? <laughs> James Hunter. James Hunter, what did, what position did he play? Cornerback. Corner, sweet. I didn't. That's amazing. I did not know that. <laughs> that is awesome, dude. I see where you get it from. It's in the family. The, you know, <laughs> football player gene, bro. Like that's that's lit. Um, but Josh, I, I don't know what else to say. I, we really appreciate you, man, and we appreciate the time you gave us. Sorry to catch you right after church. Shout out no, to. No, it's all good, friend. man. I, I appreciate y'all for having me on the show, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate you for coming on, brother. And Brandon. <laughs> Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, to uh, tuning in out there. You know, shout out to all USFL, UFL, XFL fans. If you're on a coaching staff, if you're in a front office of the UFL team, NFL team, CFL team, give this man, Joshua Simmons, a call. He deserves to be on there. He's a great guy, a phenomenal player. And, Josh, thank you again, man. Brandon, go ahead and wrap it up. Yes, yeah, sir, Josh. Thank you from not only them. Thank you from me as well, man. This was a blast. It was awesome getting to talk to you, to meet you. You're always going to be a fan of the show, a friend of the show. We're always going to be a fan of yours. It's always going to be there, man. So if there's anything we could ever do for you, let us know, man. Thank you once again for coming on. I appreciate y'all again for having me. Thanks, Josh. Take care. All right. Y'all too. Peace.